Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on the province's winter wheat crop. And up first in today's country comment, we'll chat with Wade Sipkowicz with the Western Grain Elevator Association about the flooding situation in BC. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Rail delays caused by flooding in BC is impacting grain movement. Wade Subkowich is executive director with the Western Grain Elevator Association. It's a complete halt of, uh, of mo- the movement of traffic between the Fraser Valley and, and Vancouver. So that includes all grain shipments and, and not just grain, other commodities and containers, container imports as well. So that's a significant thing. And uh, so what it means for grain is that we have a number of rail cars. I, I'm hearing about 1,000 rail cars um, at about 100 tons per rail car, so about 100,000 tons of grain sitting on track um, uh, waiting to, to get through into Vancouver. And so that, that has a cascading effect on either side of the supply chain, right? You have vessels that are in, uh, in Vancouver um, ready to load, and you have other grain that's in the country elevator system that won't be able to move until until um, the tracks are opened up again. So, I mean, I, I guess if there's a silver lining, it's that we, have, uh, we haven't had uh, a backlog or a significant backlog this year. There, there wasn't a lot of pressure from a demurrage point of view um, or rail movement point of view, so we do have a little bit of breathing room than we otherwise normally would have in November of any other year, and, and that, uh, that, I guess, is partly due to the short crop, partly due to the high prices uh, in the country uh, and, and the difficulty in, in getting grain uh, from farmers. So that's a bit of a silver lining, but, I, I, you know, it's, it's like, uh, it's like a, a blockade or, or a, a rail strike. Uh, you know, it has the same type of an impact. You know, the longer it goes on... Um, the the more significant the impact and and it it escalates exponentially once you get into the area of paying uh, vessel demurrage and contract extension penalties and and that sort of thing. Do you expect this will impact um, farmers? You know, on what they're able to deliver to elevators, or it just depends on how long it takes. You know, we have our our faith in the railways to uh, and they're working very hard. We know to. Um, to get their assessments done and begin the rebuild or repair of those uh, of those lines, both CN and CP. So that's our plan A is is uh, is have uh, you know have the allow the railways to do their work and give them the time that they need to do that and try and get things opening up again. So you know it depends on how long we're down. If we're down a couple of days, probably it won't have too much of an impact. But if we're down a couple of weeks, you know that's when. You know, farmer deliveries start having to be rescheduled, and um, and it backs things up both from a logistics point of view and 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 as it pertains to future sales programs. Do you think um, more grain will be shipped through uh, Thunder Bay because of this? Well, so when grain companies put on export programs, they sell six or nine months ahead of time. So it, they just can't turn on a dime when it comes to adjusting their programs, and and on top of that, they have to. Um, they have to deliver on sales made six and nine months ago. That's the grain that's moving today. So it's not as though they can just turn that grain around and and uh, send it through Thunder Bay because when we ship through Thunder Bay, that's destined for other markets that are over the Atlantic, right? These these are uh, shipments that are 
that are in jeopardy right now are going over the Pacific Ocean to you know the, the markets that are there, and those are premium markets. So, you know, whether that's going to ha- it's going to have an impact over the longer term, whether companies are going to more heavily weight their sales programs through Thunder Bay or through Prince Rupert or through uh, or or into the United States and Mexico due to um, the risk associated with this vulnerable area in the mountains, you know, that, that remains to be seen. But it, it's not something that we're necessarily going to see, you know, in, in, the, in the short term because, you know, the grain needs, is destined to a customer somewhere and it still needs to get to that customer. That was Wade Subkowicz. He's the executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture has written a letter to the Prime Minister in regards to the flooding in B.C. Here's President Mary Robinson. We're asking government to uh, to recognize this and to make sure that feed, animal feed, is given priority uh, once we get those, uh, those routes into B.C. by road and rail kind of temporarily reestablished, which we hope is going to be, you know, quick. It's certainly a dangerous situation. The ground is anything but stable at this point, as well as any seed that will be available in the port of Vancouver, because we know that there will be some sitting certainly on the shoulder of the port. CFA is asking the government to quickly trigger agri recovery. And flooding in B.C. is impacting grain movement. Wade Subkowicz is executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association. So what it means for grain is that we have a number of rail cars. I, I'm hearing about a thousand rail cars at about a hundred tons per rail car. So about a hundred thousand tons of grain sitting on track, waiting to to get through into Vancouver. That has a cascading effect on either side of the supply chain. Right, you have vessels that are in Vancouver ready to load, and you have other grain that's in the country elevator system that won't be able to move until. Um, the tracks are opened up again. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, November 19th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, CFA President Mary Robinson will comment on the flooding in British Columbia. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture has written a letter to the Prime Minister in regards to the flooding in B.C. Here's President Mary Robinson. It's resulted in a lot of interruption in supply chain, both highways and and uh, rail lines. And then, of course, just the obvious impact on the ground, in particular in the Sumas Valley, with, uh, with so much dairy and chicken and, and mushroom production in that area. Uh, we're getting into what we immediately everyone thinks about uh, uh, food security, uh, and I think everyone in agriculture quickly pivots to animal welfare. So we know that uh, feedstocks in that area are certainly uh, depleting, if not depleted. Uh, there was a lot of relocation of animal and, and feed and relocation of animals and, and feed that had to be left behind in, in flooded barnyards. So uh, we're asking government to uh, to recognize this and to make sure that uh, that feed, animal feed, is given priority uh, once we get those, uh, those routes into BC by road and rail kind of temporarily reestablished, which we hope is going to be, you know, quick. But it's certainly a dangerous situation. The ground is anything but stable at this point, as well as any seed that would be available in the port of Vancouver, because we know that there would be some sitting uh, certainly on the shoulder of the port. So look um, to recognize that that has to be a priority 
And uh, also, uh, we're, we're going to be looking for uh, government to quickly trigger agri-recovery uh, so that we can, we can start helping these producers and um, give them some peace of mind in this horrible time and uh, start to uh, recover uh, because these are obviously uh, fairly significant components of uh, the economy and, and the community in British Columbia. I guess the other side of things, um, grain movement... Absolutely. I spoke with Todd Lewis yesterday about this and, um, you know, we're kind of at, at the peak of, of grain shipments right now. Uh, obviously, uh, we all remember the, the rail interruptions from a couple of years ago and, and how difficult that was. And this, I think, is uh, certainly of even greater magnitude than that. So we will be uh, working with governments that will be scrambling to try to figure out how to patch these uh, supply lines back in place so that we can get grain to port and, and get it off to destination because we know uh, every year we, we face a shortage in, in transportation as far as moving product to port. So uh, lots of concern, lots of stress, and um, lots of people trying to figure out the best way to move forward so much concern about people's stress levels, uh, you know, obviously the, the realities of um, the devastation to, to a farm, the physical devastation, the interruption, the, the losses of, of animals, the, the structures, the, we're hearing, you know, um, news of, of the water being um, uh, a concern itself. Uh, I know uh, we've seen... Um, Outreach to clean farms to try to grab some of the plastics that we know are floating around in the water and concern for people's um, physical health and, and great concern for people's mental health, too. I think this is uh, uh, devastating and, and goes beyond words. So I think everyone in Canadian agriculture wishes they could help. So just uh, keeping everybody in our thoughts. That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson commenting on the flooding situation in British Columbia. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Advancing Women in Agriculture Conference takes place virtually November 22nd and 23rd, and the Association of Manitoba Municipalities is holding its fall convention November 22nd to the 24th. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, Ken Gross with Ducks Unlimited was one of the first five inductees into the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association Wall of Fame. I caught up with Ken earlier this week. Yeah, it's quite an honour to be um, recognized by your peers in an organization like MFGA that I've been involved with for a long time. And I just very thankful for them and would like to actually congratulate all the winners because there were five, including Ryan Boyd, Tammy Wachesco, Dave Kozlowski, and of course, Fraser Stewart, who really is the Wayne Gretzky of Forage for Manitoba. So very thankful. And uh, Ken, uh, just talk a little bit about your, your involvement with, with um, MFGA over the years. Yes, I've, I was on the board for well over 20 years, you know, and I'm very proud that, you know, there was an a organization at the start that didn't have very many resources, and, and, and now they've grown into an organization that's had lots of influence and is re, um, leading the regenerative ag um, work that's occurring through Manitoba and had an excellent conference on it yesterday. So, you know, it's, a, like I say, quite an honor to be recognized by a group like that.
And uh, I guess you're you're currently with Ducks Unlimited. Um, talk about the role that you know that organization plays. Well, again, credit to Ducks Unlimited to allow me the time and the resources to work with industry and especially farmers over the last thirty years. And you know, we've really promoted innovative practices all the way from you know the first rotational grazing systems we set up in the 90s with producers um, to zero till winter wheat now regenerative egg and you know it allowed producers to embrace these practices provided financial incentives that helped them to do that and increase profit and you know and it benefits the environment and of course waterfall habitat on a landscape basis so yeah so kudos to du for all the support and resources they've provided me over the years and I know you, you do a lot of work with, with uh, winter wheat. You know, how's that crop looking uh, heading into winter here? We're excited about winter wheat. The acres are actually going back up again after uh, a long decrease. There's some, a lot better varieties out there, a more winter-hardy, higher-yielding. Uh, it looks like there is more acres seeded this fall again. The, uh, uh, the seed dealers are saying they're all sold out, and the crop, Every field I looked at looked at this fall looked excellent going into the winter, so I'm excited about that. Did the I guess the 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 later rains I, did that help here? <clears throat> yeah, you know it it did help to get the uh, crop off to a good start. And um, like I said, most of the fields went into the winter with at least that three leaf and the tiller, um, which means that it's going to be very winter hardy. And you know the varieties they're using now are, are have very good hardiness too like wildfire. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that they went into winter in great shape. That was Ken Gross, an agrologist with Ducks Unlimited. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Rail delays caused by flooding in BC is impacting grain movement. Wade Subkowich is executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association. He was asked if farmers grain deliveries will be impacted. It just depends on how long it takes. You know, we have our our faith in the railways to, uh, and they're working very hard, we know, to get their assessments done and begin the rebuild or repair of those lines, both CN and CP. So that's our plan A, allow the railways to do their work and give them the time that they need to do that and try and get things opening up again. So, you know, it depends on how long we're down. If we're down a couple of days, probably it won't have too much of an impact. But if we're down a couple of weeks, you know, that's when you know, farmer deliveries start having to be rescheduled and it backs things up both from a logistics point of view and, and, and as it pertains to future sales programs. And with the flooding in BC, the Canadian Federation of Agriculture is asking the federal government to make sure that animal feed is given priority. Here's CFA President Mary Robinson. We're going to be looking for uh, government to quickly trigger agri-recovery uh, so that we can we can start helping these producers and give them some peace of mind in this horrible time and uh, start to uh, recover uh, because these are obviously uh, fairly significant components of uh, the economy and, and the community in British Columbia. Robinson addressed her concerns in a letter written to the Prime Minister this week. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.